Morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre. Supported by Abe's Door Service. With 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. Ever thought of maybe being a pilot Mm -hmm. or maybe just, you know, being able to rent a little plane and go tooling around and see some stuff uh, above this great province that we live in that you wouldn't be able to see on a big jet coming into EIA. Now, even just going for the experience. Yes. You know, how much does that cost? Is it available? Where do you go? How do you do it? Can you do any loop-de-loops while you're (laughs) up there? Uh, Ryan Kerwin's joining us this morning, a pilot uh, (laughs) with the Nemeo Flying Club and uh, the, the, the title is also Adventurer, Traveler, and Ping Pong Sensei. <laughs> Very nice. Ryan Kerwin, good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? <laughs> Fine. I enjoyed the Ping Pong Sensei part. That's quite entertaining. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know you'd check the Instagram. I should have changed that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In case you were wondering. Ryan, tell us about these discovery flights uh, through the Nemeo Flying Club. Yeah, so there's two different types. The main one is just where uh, any person, actually two people could show up if they want to go up in a Cessna. And the idea would be either to be a prospective student and figure out if they like flying, because they'll be given the opportunity to uh, take control um, and check it out. And then also uh, someone can show up and just do a tour over the city, get to see their house from above. (laughs) So it's just a really good idea to get a, a great view of the city. Uh, and get a first experience with aviation. When you say they can take control, (laughs) it seems to me I remember in my childhood being able to go up in a plane and then the pilot let me grab the wheel and I was able to push it forward and pull it back and I think it was eight. I don't know. I'm like, what on earth are you doing? So people can do that. Why is it safe? Uh, Because an instructor is sitting right next to them and the instructor is very well trained. So there's really nothing that they can do that the instructor can't recover from. And most people are just terrified of it anyway, so they don't really do much with the controls. So it's more just to, just to see the plane move with your control. And, uh, and yeah, that's why it's safe. There's someone sitting right there. So how often do you get someone who will come up and then turn around and say, hey, you know what, I, go, I want to get my, my, my pilot's license? Uh, it's, it's fairly often, yeah. Really? Sometimes it's someone who was thinking about being a pilot and they didn't even know there was the possibility of a discovery flight and then they, uh, they gave it a shot and realized that was for them. And It was the same for me. I had a previous career and I did a discovery flight and I was hooked immediately. So what do you think it, it the hook happen. is? What do you think the hook is? Or what was it for you and what do you think it is for other people? I guess for me, I'd always wanted to be a pilot, so being able to see it and talk to someone who is in it is one thing, because you don't really talk to pilots that often, so seeing it being done and uh, it being explained how you could make it into a career helps quite a bit, and uh, for other people, I guess it's just uh, a big change from their regular job, and once they realize it's something they can do, then uh, they figure they can go for it. Ryan, what are the... What are the things that a, that a, that a pilot needs to have to be good at the job like if i'm thinking oh yeah i'd love to be a pilot but i suck at math is that going <laughs> to cause me grief so that comes up pretty often i taught for 3 years and you know i had lots of students with wide a wide range of math abilities and you really don't have to be good at math uh, really you just need motivation and uh, a willingness to to fly often and, and just be there and do the work. Uh, there's calculators that do the math for you. <laughs> so having, having good spatial reasoning helps, but uh, yeah, just motivation. 
is the big one. But you would have to learn things like weather, knowing what the weather, you know, where where the where the the different winds are, or streams, or anything else, you know, at different levels. You'd have to learn some of that meteorology to understand what you're flying through, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a book learning aspect. It's probably half flight training and half ground training. So there's meteorology, navigation, aircraft systems, and law. And so you have to be able to study all that kind of stuff. But uh, it's not terribly complicated, but it does take some elbow grease for sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call this being detail-oriented, not anal. Uh, <laughs> but I, any of the pilots I've talked to, I mean, you've, you're talking about it can be potentially dangerous if you're not prepared. If you don't do all your checks, you need to be detail-oriented. Do you not? Uh, you do, yeah. And there's checklists to make sure you don't miss anything. But you do have to take the job seriously, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you have to show up to your checklists, make sure you check the weather, make sure you're not flying through something that is unsafe. So there is a lot of homework you have to do, but you get used to it. And, uh, yeah, if you take it seriously, it's very safe. There's lots of checks and balances to, to keep it safe. How long does it take to get your pilot's license? Uh, it can range. For me, I, I went pretty hard because I was coming from a previous career, so it probably took me... About a year to get my full commercial list of licenses, but for someone who's doing it recreationally, they could do it in probably five or six months. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, this, you know, uh, I want to get into how much it could end up costing in a second, so we're not going to give that up on that. So stay tuned. But sure. uh, do you do any any sort of aeronautic kind of stuff, acrobatic or aerobatic or whatever it's called uh, stuff? If you take people out on on these trips, and I'm not even sure how much a Cessna can do. Uh. Yeah, I didn't get to the second type of discovery, which is the main topic. But uh, the first discovery was just in a Cessna. Uh, but the aerobatic flight, we do a discovery in a, a Cetabria. So that's just one person and one pilot. And that's where I would go above the airport and just do loops and rolls. And we pull up to three Gs. And, you know, I show you what the world looks like upside down, even though you feel like you're sitting straight up because it's still positive G. So <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun. And it's also uh, a good challenge for a pilot who wants to bolster his, his or her skills. So it's both ways. It gives someone else a cool opportunity, gets you to, uh, to practice a whole lot more. Was it, um, what was it like the first time you did that? with um, a passenger in the seat. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was great. Yeah, doing aerobatics by myself is one thing, but to share it is is awesome because usually, you know, they have an aptitude for it and to kind of show them that it's completely safe to be upside down in a plane puts a huge smile on their face. And mm-hmm. so I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. So what is the cost of this? If you just want to go go for go for a rip, let's go for a rip around, take a look at my house from high on, uh, up above. How much is that? Yeah. How much is the aerobatic ride? Yeah, so the aerobatic discovery flight would probably be about about $350 right now. Mm-hmm. And that's about one, just over an hour of flying. And most of it is aerobatics because there's a box, an aerobatic uh, special airspace above the airport. So you don't have to fly around too much before you do maneuvers. Um, and then the regular discovery flight where you could go check out your house, that's about an hour and a half long. And that'll cost you a little bit less, possibly like $300. Because mm. you can get a couple yeah. people in there, right? Uh, yeah, you can have two passengers and one pilot in the Cessna. Mm. Yeah, only one passenger in the Citabria. Yeah. yeah, that sounds like fun. <laughs> it does sound like fun. It is. And, <laughs> and what about in general? If you want your recreational pilot license, you, you decide you want to be a pilot. What are you looking at for that? 
do you think? So it, it really depends on how motivated you are. If you mm. do it as fast as you can, you fly three times a week, you study hard, uh, it could cost you, you know, 12 to 13 grand. And uh, if you, you know, have a full-time job and it's not realistic that you're getting out to the airport all the time, uh, it might take you up to 15 grand, something like that. But uh, you're paying for probably 50 hours of flying, and half of it is going to be with an instructor on board. And with an instructor on board, I think it's like 250 an hour, and then solo is 170. Okay. Hey, there, there are there are truck driving training courses that cost yeah. five grand. So yeah. you know, it's everything costs something. Yeah, but what I will say is if you become a pilot now, it's never been a better time to be a pilot. There is a pilot shortage. Uh, I work for WestJet right now, and Air Canada and WestJet just cannot hire enough pilots. Mm. So you'll have a job waiting for you. The salaries are increasing. They're very reasonable now. So uh, you'll, if you spend the money up front, it's worth it. All right. Uh, Ryan, if people want to find out more, just go to the Nemeo Flying Club website. Absolutely, yeah. There's videos there. There's a full write-up, uh, all the rates and all the information you need. I think yeah, you can even meet the staff. They're, very cool. They're on the website as well. That would yeah. make a really cool birthday present or it an would. anniversary gift, especially on a beautiful day like at sunset or in the morning. I think mm-hmm. it'd just be absolutely gorgeous. Ryan, thanks for joining us this morning. Sure appreciate it. No problem. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, right. Take care. Ryan Kerwin joining us uh, from the Nemeo, Nemeo Flying Club. I'd be, yeah, it's, I know that for some people, 300, 300, 300 bucks is, mm-hmm. is a chunk of change, but yeah. man, for a special, for a special kind of a birthday, Absolutely. I think it'd be pretty cool. And if you'd never done it, if you ever been yeah. in one of those smaller planes, if you oh, fly yeah. on a passenger plane, it's one thing, but you go on a smaller plane, it's, it's, it's a different feel. It's, it's kind of cool. It's a total different feel, but Especially yeah. if you grab the wheel. Yeah, and maybe if you're going up on the river or something, whatever it is, whatever that flight plan looks like, but pretty cool. Yep. Pretty cool. 745, we were talking earlier, that, uh, that silly thing that you useless thing that you can still remember for your child from your childhood maybe it was a phone number maybe it was the order of the planets maybe it was the way that saskatchewan was spelt so many texts coming in let us know at 780-496-0063 we'll get back to that after this This morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre is brought to you by Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Visit abesdoor.ca. Morning, rolling up on 749 on, I believe, week 19 is oh, not of 19. the all-new this morning with Jalen and Daryl and Morley, too. Uh, a little earlier this morning, we brought up the uh, the <laughs> idea of uh, that, that useless... Well, it, it had a use back in the Absolutely. day, I suppose, but it's something from your childhood that you still remember. Some weird little bit of something or other, and, and Morley's was pretty pretty common. What I think a lot this? of people remember remember that. Right? Yeah, we all remember Jenny's number. We all remember Jenny's number. Right. Yeah. And yours uh, was Jenny gets a lot of calls, I'm guessing. Jenny gets a ton of calls. <laughs> Can you imagine actually having that number? I think there's some people who have had it that drove them nuts. 
Mine was uh, knowing the order of the planets. Grade three had to learn it. Um, and I, I, I made a sentence out of the first letter of all the planets. I can't remember what the sentence is, but I can remember the planets. It's Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. <laughs> so grade three. somewhat useful. It is somewhat you know. useful. Um, so that was a good thing. What about you, DMAC? Uh, for me, uh, this is a weird thing. As a kid, we used to, and you still hear people talk about it. Oh, you've got your phones, look at our tablets. We had the back of a cereal box, right? So you'd <laughs> sit there and have breakfast and read the cereal box. I'd learn French there. You'd look at the ingredients, and there was something called BHT, and it had a long name, and I couldn't, I had no idea how to say it. But watching an episode of The Six Million Dollar Man with, <laughs> go with Lee Majors, Colonel Steve Austin, there was a scene in there, and I'm not going to get into the plot reasons why. But no it was spoilers. A, no, spoiler, no spoilers. <laughs> it was a scientist basically trying to figure out what ingredients from a muffin might have gotten into a certain chemical thing. So he started going through, well, it could be a little bit of this, a little, a little butylated hydroxytoluene. And I went, that's how you say it. <laughs> butylated hydroxytoluene. At least according to the actor who was playing the uh, That's fun scientist. to say, actually. Butylated hydroxytoluene. Yes, it is. It is. And uh -huh. once you nail it, it's like, oh, I got this one for the, come on. Put it, someone put it in a news script for could, me. Could someone please pass the butylated hydroxytoluene, please? <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like salt with that. Uh, so, so, yeah, though yeah. it means nothing, BHT, but it's fun but to say. pretty cool. <laughs> um, this text in from, uh, I think it's from uh, Grand Prairie saying, this is how I learned how to spell Saskatchewan. Yeah, I love this one. <laughs> Sam and Sue kissed at the church hall every Wednesday at noon. <laughs> so you take it and you turn it into a to a sentence, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, each of the uh, uh, first letters turns into Saskatchewan. A lot of phone numbers coming in uh, today as well. Wow, two six five zero five zero. How about this one? <laughs> You're hungry? Call the Lido. How to recite? How to recite from memory part of the rhyme of the ancient mariner? Mm -hmm. It became much easier when I realized it fit the tune of the House of the Rising Sun. Now go ahead. I looked it up, so I'm not going to do it because I want you to do it. Mine ended up sounding like Gilligan's Island theme. But uh, if you go and you look it up on the Google, uh, rhyme of the ancient mariner, and think, it what do you want? Is an ancient. <laughs> I can't do it. There is. No, you'd have to do it. I don't have to. Yeah, but anyway. <laughs> there actually, is an ancient mariner. And then it keeps on going. Um, yeah, and so it actually does kind of fit uh, House of the it Rising Sun. So that, was, so that was interesting. The other one is, uh, for, to this day, if, somebody, if I go to spell Mississippi, it's always M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. -S -S -I -P -P -I. Yep, every single time. Yep. So I'm teaching my uh, teaching my grandson that uh, right now. Although his favorite part is IPPI. IPPI. P and poo jokes as a yeah. kid. It's yeah, hilarious. I should, uh, should teach him the planets. He'll have fun with one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, what are yours? Uh, join in. Uh, help us out, and we'll uh, we'll hit a few of those before we're done the show here this morning. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. If you want to send us your text right now.